1: Hello welcome to The Second Look. This is Back of the Net. My name's Sam Davis. My name's Tom Jordan. And it's a late second look, so whether you're listening on the audio pod or you're watching on YouTube, we apologise for the delay. We're in a different location. However, we did need a few days to cogitate and ruminate over that loss to Manchester City, mate. It was, it was a heavy loss. It was mm. probably expected as well.
0: Yeah, it was a weird one really, wasn't it? Because you go into it and there's a lot of people... Looking at the positives, which I can see why. Um, And then also people going, oh, we've shipped four. It was as expected. But um, yeah, I think obviously we'll dive into it a little bit. But I think the, the main issue is that we're in a position at the moment where... We can't just be saying, oh, there's a few little positive signs there. Or, oh, Look, we lost 4-1 and we're in a position where we need points, we need results. And I know that this was one that we didn't expect anything out of. But I think that sort of performance, I wouldn't have minded if we'd seen that the first time around, maybe. Because you go, we've got a lot of the season to go. We're seeing how we can set up against these sort of teams. But yeah, we're in a position now where it doesn't really matter how we play. Mm. We just need points, as we saw the week prior against Wolves, where we weren't that great. Mm. But we got three absolutely vital points.
1: So as it's later in the week, we've got the Arsenal match ahead and we're going to have most of our conversations with a gear to being a part preview, I suppose, of the match at the Emirates, because we were playing a formation that was conducive to a team that wants to absorb rather than attack, you could say. We did have attacking spells, but from the offset, it was clear that Gary O'Neill had the intention in mind of being conservative, trying to soak it up, and uh, it didn't exactly lead to much success on the pitch for Bournemouth. We had chances here and then but they were they were really few and far between most of the chances came later on in the game as we're going to see when we put out some of the uh, bits if you're watching on YouTube there's a few graphics that show that so we've got an eye on the Arsenal game thinking okay so what's he going to do next is he going to play mm. five at the back is he going to go six as you sarcastically suggested on Twitter but look Tom I'm going to I'm going to put a positive spin on things right okay. nobody expected us to get anything against Manchester City oh we have a history of rolling over against them. We were live on TV, where this season we've never got anything. Apart from one point against Newcastle, okay. Yep. Harland, Foden, Grealish, Rodri,
0: Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah. Right.
1: We had Tavernier out. We did have attacking moments. We recorded the most shots in the penalty area against City, this season, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. I mean, there's no trophy for that, but that's yeah, that's a fact. And also, the second highest turnovers against Manchester City this season as well. Is it all doom and gloom?
0: No, off that, off that one individual game and performance. There's not. I think a lot of the frustration is uh, speaking to different people. It's kind of, well, if we do this against the teams in and around us, then um, you yeah, know, no problem. And I agree. But history shows that we don't do that against teams in and around us. We only saw the week before, as I alluded to that we got a good result, but we didn't play that way against Wolves because to a degree you can't play that way against teams around us because they won't set up like that and they'll be doing a low block as well and they'll be trying to counter-attack on you, so it's very different. I don't think the way the players performed was, was bad. I think in the system they were in, I think they, they counted in good moments and yeah, we didn't um, we weren't clinical in either box and that was the, the difference and that's normally the difference against City. Um, the only reason Forrest got a point off them was because they had an off day you know, in front of goal. Um, but yeah, it was... I think it was just it was more the sense that I felt just chucking in an extra defender. I don't think there's any real thought in that at all, apart from thinking they're good, so we'll chuck an extra defender in. When really that just means their midfield's going to have more space to manoeuvre, more space to play, to pick pockets, and you've got three centre halves. Who it's only Hardened up there, so you've got three centre halves, and then you've just got players coming onto them all the time. And that will be the, the same sort of thing against Arsenal if he went that way. People like Rodri dictated the game in my opinion and you're going to have people like Erdegaard coming up who will love it if he's if he's got a bit of space to to roam. And I, I really felt for Lerma and, and Billen in the first half and then Rothwell when he come on and none of them done done badly but it felt like an impossible job and they've got three in the middle and then they've also got one of their fullbacks virtually coming yeah. into midfield. So yeah, I'm it's one of them things, and I just think when they do break you down, which they always can because of the quality, it's about 12 minutes when it's something like that, yeah. it feels like the game plan's got kind of gone, and it's yeah. so early. Um, But listen, we could have gone four at the back, gone unchanged, had to have an available, and we still miss. could have lost 4-1. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to go over top with it. I think it's, um, yeah, it was just a bit, I just felt a little bit, we're just chucking a defender in for the sake of it, really. I don't mm. think there was any real plan to... He-
1: we all know that you've got had a glittering football career yourself. Of course. But of course. when we were having a drink on Monday, you sort of suggested that, yes, maybe going five at the back does change things tactically, but also maybe mentally as well. Because when you've played before, you've been mm. shifted into a different position. And as a result, you almost know that this isn't the match that we're trying to win. We're trying to stop the opposition.
0: Yeah, I do think, you know, players are humans. And, you know, whatever level you're playing at, I kind of mainly played fullback uh, a lot of the time, right-back. And it will be the odd game, I remember be the odd game and go, you're right midfield today, and I'm not a winger, and I'd think, oh, that's because we're a bit, you know, makes sense, they're a good side. So then when I'm playing right midfield, I'm thinking, right, my job is to protect the fullback, because that's why I've been put here. So I think psychologically, you can't help it, that even if you're trying not to, I think subconsciously, you know that the manager set you up in a certain way, because maybe he doesn't believe that you can take the game to him as much, which is... You know, I don't want to be too negative about it because it's, we are playing Man City. We shouldn't think, oh, we're better than these. We we know they're, they're better than us. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It, to me, it didn't scream there was a massive shift in game plan. It was just, let's just shove another defender in. It's yeah. easy to do it now because Tav's injured. So let's just take him out. Instead of putting Antony in, for example, we'll just shove another defender in. Um, Meps hasn't done anything wrong this season, so it's quite easy to do that. Um, but yeah, I just didn't think it, it quite worked and it'll be... It'll be really interesting to see what we do against Arsenal, mate. Because it's, you know, I Gary Neal really big city up before and after the game, which is understandable. A lot of managers do. They're a top side, and spoke about them like they're one of the best on the planet. Mm. Played a team that are five points above them. So, <sighs> what are we going to do with that? Um, not sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think I always remember the the Chelsea game just after the break. We randomly went to a five in that game. People forget it because Smith was one of the centre halves and Stacey played. And we randomly we went to a five against Chelsea because it was like we're playing the name. We're playing Chelsea away. Chelsea have won like one game since yeah, then. They've been awful. But we went out there in that game, if you remember, didn't really do anything. with 2-0 down at the break, I think. And it was so easy for Chelsea. And you think, they're not very good this season. And we played them like, oh my God, it's Chelsea. And played five at the back. So I hope we don't do that against Arsenal. But listen, like, like I just said then about the City game, we could go really attacking against Arsenal. It might not make a difference because they're a top side and we're not expected to get anything.
1: Mm. so yeah you said that uh, Arsenal of course they're on 60 points as we look at the league table Bournemouth 39 points below them hmm. we are in the relegation zone I think of... Arsenal
0: are mathematically safe now by the way I think they might yeah. be I think they yeah. might
1: be so our stable mates below the dotted line are Everton and Southampton and it is a dotted line someone in the comments said why do you keep calling it a dotted line it's a solid line it becomes solid at the end of the season you know when you overtake you can overtake when it's a dotted line you can't when it's a solid line okay I like that from you yeah. didn't know anyway. that and also we've got the baseline tracker table As well, when you look at it, these are where you should be expecting to get points. So based on the fact that we've got 13 home games, a win is considered a par result. Yeah. Whereas if you lose or if you drop points by drawing, then you lose points as well. We are with Everton and Southampton at the base of the table, minus six. Fair play to Brentford that were on plus fourteen. So I suppose we're always going to keep an eye on the Arsenal game, given this is being recorded later in the week, but a lot of people say Manchester City free hit. Do you quite consider it that? I I sometimes do, mm. but then I look at some of the teams that have managed to get points from them, and recently as well, and I think, well, no, it's not. It's a game that we should be going out to compete.
0: Yeah, I think it's... It's one of them, again, goes back to that Chelsea one where we're not playing the name. It's To an extent, it's a free hit, but when Forrest have got something off them and Everton have got something off yes. them and Villa Villa have got something off them, you can't look at it as a free hit because if them teams had done that, they wouldn't be so clear of us, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, I mean, Arsenal's going to be even tougher because obviously they're ahead of City, so they've dropped less points, but um, did I say it a free hit? I certainly didn't. There was no part of me that thought we'd get something, but... Um, we're getting to a point where if we keep saying there's free hits or we're not expected or we take a point here, we're going to run out of games.
1: And also, it just ingrains mentally into the players that when we play certain caliber of teams, then it's a free hit. Yeah, there's, you know, there's no pressure to win, so to speak. Whereas there really is.
0: I think the Arsenal one's going to be more interesting because we have taken points of Arsenal in the past. Yeah, we've what... never done anything against City, so I kind of get.
1: Why? Do, yeah, is that why I feel that Arsenal are Maybe. more susceptible?
0: Maybe. Because and we've, I've,
1: got thrill, we've got the 3-0, we've got the
0: 2-1. And I think there's this thing, even though it's nowhere near to the extent of when Leicester won it, I think there is still this this thought of, Arsenal oh, so have got to they blow got up to a them. little. Yeah, they've got to. They've got to have this... Which, you know, at the moment, it has, isn't looking that way. But you, you feel like, oh, surely when it starts getting even closer and closer, they're going to start panicking. They're a young group. And I think you... And, and there, there have been a few little results, haven't there, when Everton did beat them the first time yeah. around Deitch's first game. And even like against Villa, where they won, they were behind twice. So you're thinking, oh, is there something in it? Um, maybe it's just that and City are just known for this, this absolutely, you know, unstoppable force. But... Um, yeah I, I mean I didn't expect anything we didn't get anything so it's not a go overboard I guess
1: no we saw the teams at half past four I was at Dean Court again early mate I've, I've done it well. for two games in a row did it for Newcastle that's to see Eddie I wasn't fanboying over t- like Kevin De Bruyne and all the rest of them he Nathan the bench anyway of course Nathan Acker okay. um, but I was there to see the coach come in this time uh, so teams come out at 4.30 I did team news on the vlog mate didn't have a clue what I was talking about bring back Tom that's all I can say I wonder where I was. Um, uh, one of the things I saw on Twitter that people were not kicking off about but, about, but they were questioning the fact that we got two keepers on the bench, but then so had City. Yeah. It, what, why, would, why would that ever happen? Is not it just a bit of a waste? Or it, yeah. It's just irrelevant, really, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. There's so many players on the
0: bench. I think the, the fact is, it depends how you look at it, really, because the fact of the matter is, both teams, because obviously City had two on the bench as well, that means all their first team available options that aren't in that squad are not available. Mm. So it's basically name two goalkeepers on the bench or name a kid that you've got no intention of bringing on. And do
1: you think it's for maybe, you know, gene up the team and a bit of motivation well, and stuff? You won't have a kid that stays quiet. You want to have an experienced player that can contribute in some way.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I probably would have thought that if it wasn't Randolph, it would have been Adiwajay maybe yeah. on the bench or uh, Da Costa or Greenwood or someone yeah. like that. And, um, there's a case for going, well, you might as well have him on the bench and you can chuck him on 30 seconds if, if the game's done. I get that. And give him that kind of feel of being in the squad. Yeah. But also, you could look at it and go, well, if I've got no intention of bringing him on, if the goalkeeper's experience, which Darren Randolph is, maybe it's better to have him in the dressing room, have that voice there. Mm. If We don't even know if... Oh, maybe Neto felt something in the week and they yeah. thought, well, just we might as well. well just in case. Just in, I don't know. But yeah. yeah, you can't scream too much about it when <laughs> Matt City have also done the same. Yeah. So it's what it is. Yeah, so in terms of the formation then, going
1: through the social media timelines, a lot of people were annoyed, actually, mm-hmm. at us playing five at the back. And I can, I can understand it. A lot of people deeming it negative. People would have been frantically deleting their tweets had we managed to get something from that fixture. It's always a hindsight thing. But so many people were saying it. And there's a real interesting graphic from AFCB, Rob, who loves his graphs. Rob, thank you for this. And there's a lot of information here in one table, but it clearly shows that we garner more points when we're four at the back. Uh, 16 games we've played with three or slash five at the back, if you want to call it. 840 minutes played, five goals for, 23 against. That's 0.24 points per game one when we've played in that formation. So uh, why does Gary O'Neill think, let's do this? Because he's probably going to do it again at the weekend.
0: I think, um, yeah, I'll try and caveat a little bit by saying that's probably because most of the time we've gone to a five is against better opposition. Mm -hmm. Which is probably why another reason, do you know what I mean? But, but then,
1: why don't we just play to our strengths?
0: Well, I mean... It's,
1: it's like we don't believe in ourselves.
0: No, no, it's probably a bit of that. I, I don't know. I don't think uh, five slash three, whatever you want to call it, system is necessarily negative if you can impact it, uh, implement it, sorry, in the right way. I mean, Conte's won league titles uh, in a lot of a lot of places by playing, but he always plays over at the back. But you've got to have the players to do it. I just don't think we've ever had the players to do it. Mm. I, I just I don't. And I think that's still the case now. Um I think there's also a case of saying if you pack out in the midfield, you've got. We're very fortunate. You've got someone there in Jefferson Lerma, mm. who's quite comfortable with dropping into a three if you need to, so you can play a a four three three, four two three one, whatever you want to call it. And but say to Lerma, just, if, just, if one of the fullbacks go, just tuck in a little bit. Well,
1: that's what we did against Swansea at home last oh, year, yes. where we four 0 We were we were up in the executive on hospitality, we so we had a perfect seat on the halfway line, so we could really see what was going on. And quite often he did that.
0: Yeah, because um, we we started, I remember that game. We started poorly, didn't we? And um, it was we ended up smashing them, didn't we? But we started poorly, and their fullbacks were really getting in. It was yes. Laird at the time for Swansea, I think. And um, and we thought, right, we need to you know we need to stop them down wide. So we just tucked Lerma in and let the wingbacks go a little bit. I think it was Stacey had a good game yeah. that game actually. But yeah, I think there's a case for that. Um, and I don't see, I think, not giving Lerma and Billin much help. Billin's only just dropped into that deeper role as well. I'd t- I don't know, I also think Jay-Z, as much as you see him at left-back and think, oh, maybe he's more of a wing-back because he's so attacking. I think he likes them combinations with someone in a four. But yeah, it's more the... I don't think it's the, the system, you know in every team because there's teams that win things with with this system but we haven't got the players to do it I don't think we've got the players to do it I don't think we ever have in recent times anyway so yeah I was frustrated to see it I really was and more so as I kind of briefly mentioned earlier as I thought their midfield people like Rodri Mm. they're so good why are we just giving them more space to move well yeah
1: exactly wouldn't it be better to overload the midfield rather than the defence I know that when Jay-Z bombed on Adam Smith got forward a little bit but Jay-Z bombed on it's that elbow tactic so we did become a four but um, and We did have a few, a few opportunities in the first half getting forward, but I just wondered. Okay, so we went five at the back. Mm. You know the others that have got points from Man City this season. I'm talking the likes of Villa, Forest, Brentford, Everton. Have they, have they sacrificed what they usually do in order to go like five at the back to get points, or have they just stuck to what they do?
0: Forest definitely went. The most recently they had a four. Um, and they start the season in a five, if you remember. Well,
1: that, that's right. Steve Cook was one
0: of. Yeah, they started in a five, and obviously started the season slowly. And unfortunately, cookie has been one that's dropped out of that, and they. Um, and then they 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 picked up when they went to a four, so they didn't revert back against. It. Yeah. They they played a four, and they were very fortunate in that game. But the fact of the matter is, they got point. Um, they did play a four, so yeah, I don't know. I think I do think teams tend to pack the midfield out more than they do just chuck another defender in because at the end of the day, there's only one in that zone in Haaland, whereas you've got kind of Phone and Grealish inside kind of wingers, inside forwards, that are going to tuck into the pitch. You've got Rico Lewis likes to come in, Rodri Gundogan, Alvarez. It's, that's the area you need to stop them. So yeah, I was, I was surprised a little bit. I did, I was trying to think of different reasons and, and maybe for, without Kelly particularly, we don't have a lot of pace at the back. and yeah. um, maybe one extra body in there for, for Harland, if he, if he were to get in behind, we needed someone to, to cover over perhaps. Um, and we didn't, I mean, really we dealt with him. Okay. I felt, but, um, yeah, and there's not a, teams probably change different bits and bobs and uh, during during a game when they play City, for sure. And probably, no, they're going to have to soak up a little bit more. But um, yeah, it's not a, just a, a given that everyone goes to a five because, mm. as I say, Forrest didn't and um, they, they got a point out of it. And I, that Leipzig game that I think was in the week coming up to us, I know Leipzig are a, a top side because it was Champions League. They were awful in the first half and they were 1-0 down and City were killing them. And they made a change at half-time and went a little bit more offensive and tried to you know press them up the pitch. And Leipzig could have won that game. And sometimes I think defence is the best... No, attack's the best form yeah, of defence, what I, I mean, yeah. So. And, and pin them in a little bit and give them something to worry about because you're letting people, you know, like Ake and, and Lewis from fullback. they're not really having to worry about defensive duties a lot of the time. So, yeah, it is what it is. But we'll see if we've learned from that going to the Arsenal game. Different teams, but, you know, a similar calibre of player.
1: One of the things that Gary O'Neill said after the game was they generally put five on the top line, three, two, five, mainly for a long time, a full-back inside... So I felt five on five would have been a better match-up for us. I thought when we were in structure, what we were pressing and going after things, I thought we were very well organised and very good. I didn't ever think that was the issue. It wasn't a shape issue or anything like that. We could have just been better structurally. One thing I did notice was just just the work rate, mate. City are unbelievable. Whenever we had the ball, whenever anyone had the ball, they were pressing, they were hounding in packs, they're so athletic, they got so much agility and... They don't give us room to breathe, no. and I noticed that when they played Bristol City in the uh, in the cup in the week as well. You know, Bristol City did well for large parts of that, but you know, over time, just their energy levels, you know, just right to the end, and yeah, they don't, they just don't give them any space at all. I thought that Alex Scott, by the way. Was very good during that, and wasn't he a target of Arsenal.
0: Yeah, month? I might missed out on him now. I think oh, we we're going for him and Semenya, weren't we? Yeah. I think Newcastle will come in, actually. Mm. Um, I think he might go even higher. To be honest, he looks like a good player. But yeah, Bristol City done okay um, in that game. I felt, but yeah, it's it's a Pep side as well. He used to at Barca. Everyone talks about how good they are on the eye mm. um, and how they keep the ball, but they just is how quickly they win it back. Yeah. Um, and the warrior figures. I think the only team I've seen this season that are better than them than that is is Arsenal. The yeah. the press saw it against Everton in the week. Just press them high up and can can. Mistakes from the defence, so yeah, it's going to be, be a worry, but yeah, they were everywhere, mate. And it's really hard to get a foothold in the game, and you have got to play a little bit counter attack, so to speak, against them. So I understood that part of it. So, we're looking through the chronological timeline graphic, if you're watching on YouTube, and there
1: it is, it's a, it's a hard watch, even just looking at the minutes. It was almost uh, metronomical the three goals one on 15, one on half an hour, and well, just before it, and then Foden on half-time as well. We did have moments where we did get forward, but it only took 15 minutes opening the scoring. And it felt like, throughout the game... A number of goals that they scored were from our own mistakes and our own errors. So if you're gonna score it on merit, I think City probably won two one. Yeah. Unfortunately that's not how games work out, but no. um all three goals, there, you know, we could probably pick certain mistakes out of them. But uh yeah, one nil, it was it was just a bit of a sloppy pass on the left hand side from Triore, which was cut out, and then it was intercepted. Bish Bash bosh the ball's in the back of the net.
0: Yeah. I think Oof. I think it's one of them, they're individual mistakes, but equally from a City's point of view, they'll be saying, yeah, but we caused them mistakes, as you said, because of the pressing uh, nature of them. Traore, again, this is that thing, Solanke had it a few times, they're getting the ball high up and there's nowhere to go. So they are looking for the pass, and by the time they look for the pass, they either make the wrong one or they get pressed to lose the ball. That was With,
1: Rico Lewis that cut it out, wasn't it? Yes, he, he had a really good game. Yes,
0: good I think really uh, Neil
1: Dawson on the Vital Forum said um, uh, they reckon that Rico Lewis is the best number eighty-two they've had for years. <laughs> like that yeah, <laughs> like totally. that, yeah,
0: But yeah, that you can see, you suddenly I went ah, maybe I can see why if they had a falling out while they let Cancelo go because I couldn't understand that beforehand. Mm. But he's out of a player. Um, yeah and they just that's what they do they punish you when you make an error that's just as simple as that that's what they do um, but yeah they, they were on us and you knew if you made one sloppy pass they could punish you and that's exactly what happened and
1: plus they move the ball so quickly I've never said, like, we seem to just like, take our time find the perfect pass, but they just move really quickly. And, you know, they're technically good with it as well.
0: Yeah, and that's because off the ball as well, their players are just everywhere mm. and they're so fluid. So there's there's always places in them pockets. Whereas we were a bit, and teams that play against City are quite off, often quite kind of structured in their positions and in their roles and don't really come out of it too much. Whereas their players are so fluid and everywhere. You Sometimes I watch City and I go, I don't really know if Ake's playing left centre-back or left back. Mm. Don't really know. Rico Lewis is virtually centre-midfield. So it's, yeah, it's hard to deal with.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was 2-0 before long. Unfortunately, we haven't got that record anymore of uh, being a team that has shut out Haaland. But um, don't you think that Dom looked a little bit isolated during that?
0: He's always isolated.
1: But Uh, more so?
0: Yeah, probably. Um, I think... Obviously, Tav's injury and what we saw in the Wolves game is Tav is one of them players that can get a little bit closer mm-hmm. to him. And I didn't actually
1: think Dom had a great game to be
0: honest. No I, I, wasn't. no, I feel for him sometimes. But And there was a few times where it did feel like he has to do it all on his own here. But um, yeah, I think with Billion having to go deeper because of Lewis Cook's injury, he was one that used to try and get closer to Dom. And I think... Tavernier out. He was doing it against Wolves, so it did mean he was he was very isolated, wasn't he? Because um, I think you mentioned there about Gary saying five on five. Um, you know, from a defensive point of view, but it wasn't really because Lerma and Billing were part of that as well. They weren't getting forward, so it was yeah. We only had Traore and Matara occasionally in, in wide areas that Dom could maybe find. So yeah, it felt like it was a bit of an impossible task for him. But um, does usual Dom stuff? Works hard, tries his best. But um, yeah, he didn't have that was best game.
1: Phil Billing being deeper didn't. Uh, pay any dividends when he's playing mm. hospital balls across that Phil Foden cut out I mean it was mm. a great goal in the end but yeah I, he'll, he'll look back and
0: sure he regrets that yeah one of them again where City will go that's exactly what we're trying to do we're pressing them high we're not him giving them any the time States, to force them yeah. into an error I remember looking back and I think um, I was going to say remember at the time I didn't say it <laughs> um, he could have He could have. I thought he was going to um, it looked like oh why didn't he cushion it back to, to Neto maybe but probably um, Phil for Bill because he's probably trying to get us going again and trying to make a clever pass and he just doesn't see Foden does he and as you say they just punish us like they always do mate and that was a killer but I, I mean one for the goal at the end I was thinking bloody this is literally cardboard copy of at the Etihad yeah, yeah. if it was 3-0 at half time and then um, we scored an own goal in the second half yeah. didn't we it was Lerma oh, yeah, wasn't course. it and we done exactly the same with, with Mep scoring his own goal
1: but they just got that one they just got that one uh, back yeah uh, it was re- really interesting I was Seeing on Twitter and stuff and I think Jack Tanner from The Echo and a couple of other people were commenting that actually when you look at it, and I alluded to it at the start of the show, that we had more shots. I'm taking a look at the average positions now so these are Bournemouth's average positions we had what four maybe five in the opposition half and then uh, we built on that in the second half by having more but let's look at what Manchester City did as well because they certainly committed a number of players forward in the first half I think they had seven in the opposition half but then when they brought on their substitutes the shape changed somewhat and then they did go a little bit deeper I think against Forest they had the most players in an average position in the opposition half um, out of any match this season. They had seven against us, so that's something to hmm. to reflect on with a bit of glee there, but they did sit back. Yeah. And when you also have a look at the, the shots timeline as well, now this is really interesting, this is from uh, whoscored.com and we're showing you these after pretty much every goal here. Uh, you can see that as the game goes on, at 2-0, we had one shot registered Mm. on goal. And then at 3-0, when the game's won, this is when we're starting to get the shots. And then by 4-0 and 4-1, you can see that in red there, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, this probably means nothing to you. Mm -hmm. We're getting more shots on goal. So really, does that mean anything, having more shots when the team that you're playing has basically gone down from second gear into neutral?
0: It's one of my bugbears really that people when people start saying how well you've done when you're 3-0 down you go well they've won the game yeah, they've got matter,
1: nothing it? to do and and they got other competitions to think about yeah, as well what? to protect their players
0: well they had De the Bruyne on the bench didn't bring him on they took off Haaland they brought on a kiddie for his debut um, and it's I mean I'd love to be a substitute uh, Jaden done well Would he come on so easy to do if you're an attacking substitute, so easy to do well when you're three down because mm. you're, you're just told to go out there and make some of a gap and get yeah, the crowd yeah. up for it, and that's and what Jaden did. You can
1: take risks, and the crowd yeah. will probably appreciate you taking risks,
0: yeah, exactly. And you always look better than you feel. Yeah. Oh, why didn't he start? But it's yeah, yeah I, I, it does It does frustrate me. I remember at half time, uh, kind of speaking to a few fans, and people said, Oh, this could be any scoreline, this could be like Liverpool. I said, It won't be. Mm. I said, You know, they might get a couple, second, so like, like, it won't be because. This is City and this is what they do, and they'll just see the game out and they'll just keep the ball and make it difficult for us. We'll have a little bit of a huff and puff because they haven't they don't need to exert themselves. That's exactly what happened. And
1: it's rare that every game's a Liverpool game, is it? Where that was, they do yeah. the same in, in both halves. And you see this so often. So like so often I'm just watching a game on TV and it's a cracking first half, and you yeah. think, you know, more of this please. Yeah. And then the second half just completely peters out. Yeah, I think this, the, this is the same.
0: The Liverpool one is easy in hindsight to say it, but they were in a bad place, weren't they? they i were think at the time. I r re- I wouldn't be surprised if Clock went these lot are on the floor. We really need it. Let's yeah. just go and do. You know what I mean. Just Whereas thinking. Pep would have said, you know, let's just keep the ball, let's keep it, keep it tidy. Don't let them back into it. Which they didn't because we scored relatively late. Um, but yeah, I think there was a quote from Gary, I don't know exactly what it was, but Gary Nil saying, you know, when we got the goal, because I said oh, I would have been, I thought it would have been outrageous if we hadn't scored with the amount of chances and stuff. Like that. I thought we had one shot on target the second half and it went in. Hmm. So I don't know what he's talking about. It really does frustrate me. It's kind of this. Oh, we definitely deserve the goal. How can you just you? we only had one shot on target second half and it went in mm. so yeah I think there was. I think we had two on target all game and that's, that's the issue and that's not saying too much of the we were getting in decent areas and decent in transitions at times but it's still that thing of which I feel like I'm saying this every week goalkeepers aren't having anything to do mm. goalkeepers don't have to I can't remember the last time yeah. I thought their goalie was really good today yeah. because we're not testing them enough and that's frustrating but you know proof being the pudding when we play teams that were expected to, to try and hurt a little bit more but, um, yeah, I, I do think there was a little bit of, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but you can't, when, you, when you're when you 4-0 down, you start having a few chances. You can't yeah. read too much into that.
1: I, I do think that you mentioned Jaden Anthony. I thought Jordan Zamora as well did well. Mm. I mean, that run that he made for, which effectively created Lerma's goal, I thought really good, combining with Anthony and then putting yep. the ball in for Lerma to then, Swipe home. I mm. thought I thought he did really well. He needs to sign that contract. He really does. Jayden, has, come on. Come on, Jay-Z.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know which one you were talking about, but him and Lerma, yeah. Um, obviously, Jay-Z's more future. So, yeah, I'd like that to happen. But, yeah, I think I think in, on the whole, I don't think anyone had a bad game. Mm. I don't think anyone had a really bad game at Who's all. your sure man of the match? Um, oh, I'm trying to think about it now, actually. Because I think Jay-Z, um, there was, I think I saw online that Jay-Z might have got some... Uh, man of the match war from, from something to do with from a Bournemouth side. I actually felt that considering the opposition, I liked what Traore did every time he got the ball.
1: Well, you didn't even know this. Uh, However, the highest scoring player for AFC Bournemouth, according to who scored, was Traore uh, with 7.4. Other scores range from Adam Smith with 5.6 all the way through to the likes of Senesi with 6, Samura 6.1, Traore seven. Point four as well, so well, yeah,
0: good he, he comes off, I think, at four nil. And looking back on it, I go, Well, that must have been because he's thinking, especially with what's happened at Tav, the game's gone, I can't afford him to get injured. I, I just felt that every time something happened, he would beat a man quite comfortably. I felt, and this was obviously for more of a wide position where he's been playing a bit more central. So it's good to know that he can do both them roles. But at the moment, I think numbers wise, Watara's got a couple of assists in there, mm. but. I'm still kind of think. Oh, he's still a bit raw. He's he's a future player that would probably be good for us, but I'm not sure yet. Trailway, I think's a level above. I really do, and I think he's just gonna he's to be massive for us. I think he's gonna pitch him with some goals, some assists, but. Just the way he beats him, he glides past mm. people quite comfortably. Brighton, and Brighton, he made me really excited. Yeah, so I am excited by by Traore. And did he
1: have the most chances created in that match week as well?
0: Yeah, he was joint money in that weekend. So, um, yeah, he's and that's against City. So, mm. yeah, really, really impressed by him. And I do think he's he's going to be a hell of a player for us and and could play a lot of roles. So, I think where there's a. If there's a way of getting kind of a, you can't get them all in, but if you get like a Traore, Tavernier, and Anthony Mm. in and around Dom Solanke, then you've got players that can beat players. And it's a shame we couldn't see Semenya. I think Gary um, said after the game that he had been suffering illness, so they thought there's no point of chucking him on when the game was gone, which makes sense because that's a shame because I'd like to see him because every time he's made these cameos, I've been quite impressed. But all
1: is not lost, though, right? So on the Vitals Forum, in mm. all departments, a, a user on there, I know who, who he actually is. Hello, mate, you are right, um, But you don't. Maybe one day you will. Um, he actually went to the game with a City fan. And the person that he was sat next to, I don't know whereabouts they were sat, but he said uh, about the City fan, he thought we were very good, miles better than Forrest. Our individual errors were punished, whereas Forrest had somehow survived theirs. I did actually mention our shape and he thought that our attacking threat was surprisingly good, but our lack of quality in the last third cost us at times. The caveat is that we both thought that the City pressure put on us when we had the ball was incredible, hunting in packs of three and four on occasions with remarkable intensity. He pointed out that it doesn't matter what shape you play if you give the ball away as we did. But as he said, we were trying to be very brave with it. Fair assessment?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I certainly agree with. The the main difference in the game was the way they hunted us down and mm. forced us into into mistakes. Because, as you say, we in, in transitions and stuff, we, we we got in behind now and again. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a very good side. And as I said, my, my worry is that Arsenal are very similar in terms of hunting in packs. So what
1: do we do against Arsenal then? I mean, l- let's check out the heat maps. We're going to have a look at the e-maps. And uh, I, I expect against Arsenal, it'll be very similar to to what people are seeing on screen. They were all over us. Mm. But it's so important that we just load the midfield, not the defence, surely. Surely, well, because that's where their talent is as well.
0: Well, that's what I would like to think, um, because getting, a, getting an extra centre-half in isn't probably going to do, do you well in terms of you know keeping the ball a little bit. And if they're going to hunt you and and as City did I, I do think an extra body in the midfield that can calm it down and I actually did think I know it was a, a cameo and we've just you know I don't want to be hypocritical because we just said about how it's easier to do better when you're behind but I think every time Rothwell's come on he's calmed things down quite nicely and yeah. I think with Lewis out because um, Lewis I think would be would be better he's, sometimes he can yeah obviously he can be a bit too brave sometimes and get caught but he is a good footballer on the ball mm-hmm. I think Rothwell's got them attributes as well And um, he did well by the way yeah and when he when he played for Blackburn and stuff, he was quite box to box so I would like to see that, um, whether we will or not, I'm not so sure. But, yeah, oh, do, do you be a little bit more direct at times? Do you think, you know, when they're putting that pressure on, do you go, well, let's just put it over the top of their fullbacks mm-hmm. and let's get, whether it's Watara and Treore or whoever's out wide, they're, they're quick, we've got quick options out wide. Do we just, just go in behind their fullbacks and get, get them facing the other way? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could have done that a little bit more, especially when Rico Lewis was, was leaving that right fullback spot a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think we could have utilised that. And Zinchenko would probably do the same on the other side for Arsenal, so yeah, we'll probably have to be a little bit more, more direct against them, but um yeah, not holding up too much hope, I gotta be honest.
1: So a lot of Bournemouth fans went into it feeling pessimistic and they were right to be. We lost four one, but I dunno, felt like the reaction on social media was maybe a bit over the top.
0: Maybe I'm wrong? I I, I felt it was quite split actually. Mm. I felt there was there was a lot of people you know, just just really angry that we let them fall and we're rubbish and went to about five and it was all same old rubbish. And then there were other people going, expected that, but we actually had some good moments and Mm. didn't lie down. So I think it was quite split, which I kind of expected watching the game. Um, I think I mentioned it right at the top of the show that if this was early in the season, I think I'd lean on the more positive front and go, well, you know, we're not expecting anything. And this is, we're looking at how we're playing against these top sides for the remainder of the season. Mm. But we're in a position now where, we need to do, yeah. We need to get a little bit of the rub of the green, like Forrest did. And we need to be pretty lucky, and then we need to nick a chance. Yeah. And. Um and that's what what Forest managed to do without playing well. So we're not in a position to experiment and try this five at the back again and try different bits and bobs. We we need results and and quickly.
1: Do you reckon Arsenal will be scared of us in any way, no. shape or form? They won't, will
0: they? <laughs> no, I think they'll. What will be interesting is um, they'll
1: love it if we play five at the back. They'll surely love it.
0: Probably, I think they're um, the early kick-off is Man City Newcastle, so that'll be interesting because you know whatever the result, we'll we'll play into it a little bit. I mean, if Newcastle go and nick some off City they'll be thinking, cool, it's a good chance. But um, yeah, we we need to start early against them and give them something to worry about and make... That crowd's going to be pumping in there because they're top of the league and it's the best side they've had in a long time Um, and they're all in a really good place. And we need to somehow give them an opening 10 minutes where we maybe nick a goal, have some chances that gets them worried. Did you say the Emirates
1: crowd will be pumping?
0: It's. I mean I'm really interested to see because
1: it's, I, I mean apparently that's what I'm hearing as well it's a, It's completely changed the yeah. atmosphere environment I think a lot of it down to what's happening on the pitch of course, of course but just feel good United, factor it, there's a feel yeah. good
0: factor I, I'm really intrigued to see what it's like um, when we obviously do a review on it afterwards because Every t- I mean, virtually when you go to a stadium and it's a bit quiet, you sing just like the Emirates, don't you? Mm. So, yeah, and I've always felt that, that the Emirates is is quite, um, what's the word? There's a lot of people in there that you think they're not really, they're a bit touristy, yeah. it's in London and it's not always going great for them. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, uh, I think it could be a bit different this time, which you'd expect, but hopefully we quiet them down a bit. Yeah,
1: so it's been a shorter second look this week. Hopefully... More of you will have been able to absorb what we've been putting out via either YouTube or the audio pod. If you've enjoyed it, feel free to share it. And also thumbs up as well. Up the cherries, and we'll see you next time.
0: See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Richie.
1: Sport Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.